0: For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off and limited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome back to another week. Hey, Jewel. Hey, kid. I you and I got you on a morning. This never happens. I know I'm a little worried for you. <laughs> no, you'll be good. You are something I've learned about you throughout this whole thing is you're very adaptable and it's a quality that I really appreciate.
1: Oh, thank you. yeah, I am pretty adaptable.
0: Like you never really had to be before because we had such a you know what I mean our our routine was so the same. yeah, and this I don't know shit is just wild right now, and so I appreciate that about you.
1: I forget what our schedule used to be like.
0: Oh, I have no recollection. I don't know what a studio looks like. I, I it's, it's the whole thing is just bizarre to me to even think about the fact yeah. that we used to go into a building. Like the thought the thought of being in an elevator with other people gives me chills.
1: When it comes up on my Snapchat memories that we used to like hang out, I'm like, I can't believe I've been being catfished this whole time. I thought we've <laughs> never met.
0: <laughs> we used to hang out in my apartment. Like you used to sleep there two nights I a week. out. used to live there. <laughs> used to basically live there. Like how crazy is that to think about?
1: It's so weird. It feels like for the first year that we were doing this and we never saw each other because I was at school. Yeah. no. I mean, that was before we hung out. You realize that, right? (laughs) It's very
0: bizarre. The whole thing is bizarre. I don't know. So you guys, you can do whatever you want as long as you have similar interests. (laughs) So there's a lot of stuff to get into today. Honestly, it's a really weird medley of topics. but I'm excited for it. But first, as you guys know, every week we are highlighting one black owned business. And this week I wanted to highlight this company called Lelia and May Jewelry. And honestly, the way that I found them was, <laughs> Julie, do not make fun of what I'm about to say. I am like very much not an anklet person. I've never worn one, but I had this kind of epiphany, I guess, because I've been spending so much time outside and I love the look of like a gold inklet and I was looking them up last night and I found this company and I really, really like this stuff. I haven't honestly ordered one yet. I have a couple in my cart. Their handle on Instagram is L-E-L-I-A-X-M-A-E Jewelry, Lilia X And their website is liliamay.com. Really just cool, kind of like gold filled jewelry, great for layering, really cool hoops, cool, cool anklets, rings, that kind of stuff. So I think you guys would love it. Um, definitely check them out. And Julie, if I wear an anklet, I just want you to support me in that journey.
1: I honestly thought you were going to say that you wanted to wear an anklet because of TikTok. Like literally because of the TikTok sound.
0: No, because I was talking to Allie about it and I was like, wow, that looks so good on you. I think I could pull it off.
1: I like an anklet. Oh, you do? Yeah, I don't mind it. Oh, okay.
0: I thought you would think that I was trying to be like one of the kids.
1: No, I support your decisions. I don't think the kids wear anklets. (laughs) <laughs> okay. I don't know so, much um, about them, but I don't think they do. I think you could I think you could jump on that bandwagon if you wanted.
0: Well I'm on it. I'm on it. So uh there we are. But definitely <laughs> check them out. I really like their stuff. So There's really a lot of things we're going to get into today, different YouTube, TikTok, Kardashians, Beyonce, a lot of things. But the first thing we wanted to start with, which we typically don't dive too deep into the YouTube community, but this just felt important and felt like something that we wanted to discuss. And also people seem to be really confused. So we're talking about Shane Dawson. And for anybody who is unfamiliar, he is a very popular YouTuber. He joined YouTube in 2008. And by 2010, he had 500 million views on his videos. And he has done A plethora of different things, most recently kind of documentary style stuff. Earlier in his days, it was comedy. And over the years, he has engaged in some really problematic behavior, everything from just blatant racism, not only saying the N-word, but uh, really skits that were focused on racial stereotypes, pedophilia, bestiality, just a lot of gross shit for lack of a better phrase. And you know, over the years, he has apologized various times, but most recently, last week, he posted a 20-minute apology video on his YouTube called Taking Accountability. And in it, he kind of, you know, outlined all the things that he did wrong and just was saying that he's not proud of the person who he was, etc. Since then, a video surfaced of, this is so disturbing, and I really should give um, a pedophilia warning, a trigger warning. It was a video of him simulating masturbating to an ad of Willow Smith, who was 11 years old at the time, which this was absolutely disgusting, but I should mention, this is not the first time he's done something like this. It just so happens that Willow happens to be a celebrity. So this started to get more attention because both Jaden Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith tweeted. And Jaden tweets, Shane Dawson, I'm disgusted by you. You sexualizing an 11 year old girl who happens to be my sister is the furthest thing from funny and not okay in the slightest bit this man is also doing blackface on the regular as the youth we need to support creators who support us and our morals this is not okay and jada tweets to shane dawson i'm done with the excuses which like the way that i felt about this julie tell me if you had a similar experience and i'm judging this based on twitter honestly was that people were taking this seriously but it seemed almost like if you were not so in the youtube world you didn't care as much about shane and then once jada and Jaden started to speak on it, it became a little bit more mainstream in terms of people's interest in this. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that if you don't know Shane or don't care about YouTube, it's kind of like, who the fuck is this? And then once it like reaches over to the other side of like, okay, now there's actually like a, a mainstream issue that's going on now you're involved now that there's a celebrity that you know and that you connect to and that you're very well aware of like the smiths where like the biggest celebrities then it kind of goes from who's this youtuber like oh my god what did this guy do to get the attention of the smith family and what did he do to wrong them and i i yeah i felt like that's how a lot of people felt
0: yeah the other thing that's interesting that i almost feel like is within this kind of youtube space or like, I guess we could call it kind of like a YouTube echo chamber. I almost felt like this stuff was happening for so many years. And to be honest with you, I am not familiar with Shane Dawson's work with the exception of his Jeffree Star series. And I watched a little bit of the Tana Mojo stuff. Um, But what I kind of felt like was that if you're very heavily involved in YouTube, you knew that this was going on for a really long time. And it almost, there was almost this general air of like, this is just who he is. This is what I'm getting from researching this now and then when it starts to cross into the mainstream people are like wait a fucking second this guy has been profiting off of this stuff like and what part of this is okay ever was it okay but also how is this still not like a huge thing and so he got was receiving a lot of pressure and he kind of had to speak up about it his apology I'm not even going to get into because the whole thing is so repulsive to me um but I just think that this was I don't know. The attention that this was getting seemed to be different than attention that it has gotten in the past, which is a good thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that, listen, I don't know enough about Shane Dawson. I really haven't paid attention to his career. His name is just kind of one of those names that pop up everywhere, whether you want it to or not. But the one thing that I do know about Shane Dawson is that there has been a number of apology videos he had he's had to make on top of the most recent one. And to me, it's just like, how many times can you apologize and how many different things can you apologize for? And like, this is kind of what we were talking about. I think it was last week when we were, I forget who we were saying this about, but we were like, Oh, I think it was um, people talking about, you know, different comedy and, and um, like the sexual exploitation of comedians that were being joked about on Joe Rogan's podcast of female comedians. And we were kind of saying like, if you're in this bubble of being somebody who." consumes this content then it's probably one of those things where like you're already excusing what you're listening to or not recognizing how problematic it is or you really like who you're listening to so you're ignoring how problematic it is that's how I feel with Shane Dawson where it's like a how many apology videos can you make again that's what I was saying and be like how are so many people still watching him like how does he have such a huge fan base after having to constantly apologize over and over again and for things that aren't just like lighthearted, oops, I made a mistake things. Like the things well, that he did were very deliberately offensive.
0: That's kind of my thing that, 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 I, that I am confused about because I think like everybody has slip ups. Nobody is perfect. People make mistakes. Absolutely. I mean, we're the first ones to say that, but the frequency with which his, it was actually like the core of his brand in a lot of ways was this like very racially charged humor for so many years. This, we're not just talking about like one slip up, you know what I mean? And it was just, it's, yeah. it's just, it's, the whole thing is very bizarre. And then the pedophilia aspect also, again, um, I just, all I'm going to say on this is that I think that this, uh, I think w- was probably a very good kind of like re examination for a lot of people that maybe were very invested in his content to kind of take a step back. I guess that's a good way to put it, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. To me, the whole thing was just so disgusting. And everything that came out was just somehow worse than the last. And see, this is my issue also with cancel culture, where it's like a celebrity messes up or someone messes up, an influencer messes up, and we berate them like they the whole internet attacks, whatever. And then you have somebody like Shane Dawson, who's like, on my 12th apology video. And it's like, what is the purpose of cancel culture? If you know, we're not going to use it to actually accomplish what needs to be accomplished.
0: No, it's a really interesting discussion. I was actually going to say that I think we should do an entire episode just on cancel culture because I know you and I are both very, very opposed to it. But also I think the, the frequency with which it used, yeah, it lacks weight in, in a lot of ways because that I also, there's so much, I don't even want to get into it now, but yeah, I completely agree with you. It's a really yeah, interesting. But
1: I think people discussion. need to navigate the difference between quote, canceling someone and just holding somebody accountable for their actions. And those two things are very different. Totally different. Um,
0: next thing we wanted to talk about was I am sure you guys have seen by now the paparazzi pictures of Timothy Chalamet and his alleged new girlfriend, Isaac Gonzalez on vacation in Cabo. So as you know, he's coming off of his relationship with Lily Rose Depp. They dated from October, 2018 to April, 2020, and she previously was linked to Liam Hemsworth. They briefly dated in 2013 after he called off his engagement to Miley. She also dated Cristiano Ronaldo in July two thousand and sixteen and Josh Dumal in uh, they split in July two thousand and eighteen. Uh, Julie
1: there's not a lot to say. there actually is a lot to say. Well, okay,
0: let's start by saying like we all know Julie's, you know, intense attraction to to, to, to to Timothy. And I'm sure initially these pictures were a little bit triggering. That being said, they are a hot couple. And I'm sure even you can admit
1: that. No, they're a hot couple. And no, I didn't find the pictures to be triggering. The way I felt about the pictures, like, you know, on TikTok, when they have the like Netflix movies, like they had the new one, that's like, I want you to use the sound and record the first second of you watching the opening scene of what insert movie here. Like, I think it was like love on Netflix. That's yeah, I felt with these pictures. Like, record, use the sound, and record yourself for the first time. You see, you know, Timothy Chalamet in a pool in Cabo with his new girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> literally having sex in front of the paparazzi.
0: First of all, I loved it. They were giving a lot. That's the thing with him; he doesn't hold back. I mean, even that picture of him making out with Lily Rose Depp on the yacht, and you know that that was the one that kind of sparked those rumors that he's a bad kisser. I just think it was a bad angle. But he doesn't. She doesn't shy away, and I appreciate that. Don't you?
1: I don't think he's a bad kisser. And I think that there's a whole population of NYU students who would say otherwise. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'd agree with that. I don't know. I'm into it. I'm happy for him. I don't have that same attraction that Julie has at all, but I appreciate him. And I being on TikTok, it's hard not to, he's kind of regarded as a God over there. Uh, And she's just like beautiful. And I know, I don't know. I'm just happy for them. I'm curious to see how this relationship develops.
1: If he's happy, I'm happy.
0: That's a very mature outlook, Julie.
1: Thank you. I've really grown in the past day.
0: You really have. Uh, we also wanted to announce the BET Awards were last night, and there were some notable winners. So Roddy Ricch ran won for Album of the Year. Please excuse me for being antisocial. Lizzo won for Best Female R&B Pop Artist, which fucking lit about that one. Lit. Oh, yeah. I, I I wanted to say I didn't watch it yet, but she was on CBS Sunday morning. They had a whole segment on her and Arlene called to tell me that she spoke a lot about losing her dad at a young age. And I definitely want to watch that when I do I'll talk about it on next week's podcast. Um, DaBaby won for best male hip hop artist. Megan Thee Stallion won for best female hip hop artist. And Roddy Rich won for best new artist, which like, I'm not saying that the BET Awards slash the entire music industry is heavily controlled by TikTok music, but like, if you are on TikTok, these are the top five artists there. And that that's the
1: question: is it, It's like a very chicken. Like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like is music being influenced by TikTok, or is TikTok just like picking up on the music we would have loved already and amplifying it?
0: I don't know, but I, I mean this is not a secret. And we've heard music ex- executives speak about this. Like the number one thing that an artist can do right now, the best thing you can do for your career as an artist is become a sound that goes viral on TikTok. And every single one of these artists have done that. Like Megan, when I think of TikTok, when I think of the number one queen of TikTok, even if she's not the most visible because it's not her videos, it's Megan The Stallion. I don't know. It, it, it's just, the correlation is too real for there not
1: to be some sort of an association, you know? huge association. It's just, My question is always, would we know these songs? Would they be as popular? Would every single person be singing them if it wasn't for TikTok? Like, if you take Lil Nas X, the answer is no. The, The reason that Old Town Road blew up so much was because it blew up
0: on TikTok. I know that the power that TikTok has regarding the music industry is actually insane. That's why you see uh, fucking Justin Bieber going so hard, which it never ended up working to get like yummy because all of these artists wanted their songs to go viral. And every single one of these artists had the most viral songs. And and we've seen the direct correlation to the charts. So I don't know. It's an interesting thing to talk about. I would love to talk like we should have someone from the music industry on to speak more about it because I, I know it's a topic that's been openly discussed. But I don't know. I was thrilled for every single one of these people because they deserve it so much. And every single song is a bop. A
1: bop. I love right? Roddy Rich.
0: Oh, the, if you are, guys, you know exactly the one that we're talking about. Roddy Rich standing there at the podium. Oh,
1: Julie. There's nothing better. Like, there's nothing better. I know.
0: I know. Also, why don't you tell us a little bit about Beyonce? Because there's a lot going on here.
1: Beyonce, my girl. Um, well, first of all, Beyonce at the BET Awards last night won the humanitarian award, which is like a very prestigious award. And it was the 20th BET Awards and it was presented to her by Michelle Obama. No, who else? And said, Michelle goes to my girl, I just want to say you inspire me. You inspire all of us. Imagine Michelle Obama calling you my girl
0: and saying that you inspire her.
1: It's pretty remarkable. Like, I get it though. Like Beyonce does inspire all of us.
0: No, she does. I, I, Julie, I was, you know this, I mean, if you guys have been listening for a while, you know, I of course always liked Beyonce, but it was not until Julie made me watch the documentary that it really, it, it hit it. It really, you know, that's but when what I got I it.
1: feel about Beyonce, and I mean this 100% wholeheartedly, honestly, is that as crazy and shitty as this year has been, I just feel like we can't complain fully because at least we're still alive at the same time as Beyonce.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what a beautiful way to put it. I agree. I also just wanted to read this one line from her acceptance speech because I thought it was really powerful. She said, quote, your voices are being heard and you're proving to our ancestors that their struggles were not in vain. Now we have one more thing we need to do to walk in our true power, and that is to vote. I'm encouraging you to continue to take action. Continue to change and dismantle the racist and unequal system. Fuck yeah, Beyonce. Also, which is really exciting, talk about Black is King, Julie.
1: So... Beyonce, after you know being in Lion King, released Lion King The Gift, and that was an album that she released alongside with the, movie, with the movie. But what she's doing now also is that on July 31st, Disney Plus is releasing a visual album to go along with that album. As we know, no one does visual albums like Beyonce. So Black is King was also written, directed, and executive produced by Beyonce. And then it's... It's apparently going to feature artists, like a bunch of other artists, probably the ones that were on The Lion King, The Gift, which was Childish Gambino, Kendrick Lamar, Jay-Z, Tarawak, like so many different people featured.
0: So in the release, it says the project, quote, reimagines the lessons of The Lion King for today's young kings and queens in search of their own crowns. It says, Black is King is an affirmation of grand purpose with lush visuals that celebrate Black resilience and culture. That was from the producers. Quote, the film highlights the beauty of tradition and Black excellence. I'm pumped for this. I think it's beautiful. I think she's such a fucking force of nature.
1: She is. She is. And the thing about Beyonce also is like, as elusive as she is, and she definitely is very elusive, she's also always there. Like if there is something going on in the world that demands attention, Beyonce is the first one to show up.
0: Yeah, I just think that that's something that's so admirable about her is that I think some of the greatest people kind of like, do their greatness in silence. You know, like she doesn't have to, it's, you find out later a lot of the times what she did. She's not the first one that needs to take credit for all of her, her doings. Um, and I think that there's just, there's a real humility about that. You know what I mean?
1: Oh yeah. And I think that her ability to bring her own culture into mainstream is, it's unparalleled. The, the whole mm. concept of Homecoming and her Coachella performance being about HBCUs and that History that so much, so many people watching just didn't know about and didn't understand. And to be able to bring that to our attention meant so much to, you know, her and to the Black community. And also on one of the biggest stages ever set, which was her headline in Coachella. I mean, that's the, I just think the power she has is insane and so deserving. And I can't think of a person like better fit for that role.
0: No, I totally agree. I totally agree. And they say, like, with great power comes great responsibility, and she uses that responsibility just wonderfully. So Mother's Day is coming up, and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom, because realistically, no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. Just quickly, we wanted to mention. I'm sure you guys know Emma Roberts announced her pregnancy with boyfriend Garrett Hedlund. She is 29; he's 35. And they sp- first sparked dating rumors in March 2019. And as you guys know, she ended her last relationship with Evan Peters, who were kind of was like her on again, off again fiance. Around the same time that you know she ended that relationship, these rumors started and. They were on and off her and Evan Peters for about seven years, but I'm really excited for her. And we didn't talk about this, but I wanted to know if you felt the same way for some reason, even though technically Emma Roberts is four years older than me, I always felt like growing up watching her stuff that we were similarly aged. And this was one that I was like, holy shit, I'm feeling very old in this moment. You know, I don't know why.
1: I just think getting like the weirdest part about getting older is when celebrities and like athletes and whatever are all your age but you never think of them like this like for example the funniest thing happened last night where my sister was telling me that somebody she knew was dating this professional athlete and she was like yeah the girl's two years younger than me and I was like that's illegal and Emily's like she's 19 and the athlete's probably 20 or 21 and I was like fuck I always forget we're the same age as like professional athletes and like It just doesn't, like, it's one of those things that my mind can't wrap my head around because to me, everyone who's famous is automatically much older than me.
0: Yeah, no, it's exactly, that's what it is. It's exactly what, it's so weird. It's even like, it's kind of like the older girls at camp. Like this older girl from my camp just had a baby and I'm like, wait a second, what? Like, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. There's such a weird, uh, it's, it's a bizarre thing to think about. And Emma Roberts was one for whatever reason even though we're not the same age, it just like hit me hard. And of course I'm so excited for her, but I also had this moment of like, holy shit, you know?
1: Yeah. Even when I watched like now I'm just like laughing about it. Cause even when I watch TV shows about like high schoolers, I'm like, oh, that looks so cool. I can't wait to be in high school one day.
0: I know. Like, why am I watching Hannah Montana thinking that that's like right. some other
1: world? Like when you I watched Victoria, I know you haven't watched yet. Um, when I watch Euphoria, I'm like, oh, high school looks cool. Oh, it's going to be exactly like yeah. that. It? Like, it's fucking nothing like that, first of all. It's nothing like any TV show. And second I, of all, like, you did it already. You did college already. It's all over. <laughs> like, you're just old now. I know.
0: I know. I think there's just this, like, real sense, you know, pandemic-wise of where people just on a massive scale are feeling like, you know, stolen time. And I think I, I was having this conversation. I think you and I have had it also. But I was having this conversation with someone yesterday. It's like no matter how much we want to live in the moment, which we do, and of course we're so grateful for every day, like as a woman, if you are a woman who wants to have kids naturally, you always at the back of your mind is this biological clock that's ticking. And I think it's one thing if you are, and I'm speaking just for myself, I think it's one thing if you are making the decision yourself to not do anything to further your chance of finding a partner and then having a kid. But when something is doing it for you, like when you're, ability to date is out of your control. It's a little bit of a bizarre experience. You know. You feel like your time is being stolen and these are the years that have everybody repeatedly, repeatedly is always saying to you, your 20s are your precious times. Your 20s are your precious times. And then you get the sense of like, holy shit, this is being stolen from me. And again, I recognize in the scheme of things, it's irrelevant, but it's still just an interesting thing.
1: Well, I don't think it's entirely irrelevant. I think that's a very valid concern. Oh, no, it is. I'm saying like, like this, especially okay. not even just like, like the dating aspect of it is huge, but there are so many things where I'm like, I'm u- losing an entire year. No, I know. I, I was making a comparison. To, it's not an excuse to like go out and like not wear a mask or to go hang out with your friends and like break social distancing. It's just like, it's just something that you you sit and think about a lot now that there's really nothing else to do.
0: No, of course. The, what I was saying, just in terms of, in the scheme of things, like I'd rather have stolen time than like some, a lost person. I and mean, so many people are losing people to COVID. Oh, right. I'm just, right. you know, that that's what I meant. But yeah, no, completely. Like even, you know, it's just weird. Like my, my little cousins, um, they wanted to use the pool and they came over and we were super socially distanced, but it's crazy. It's like, they're only going to be little for so long and I want to be able to hold them and I can, and I know people are having similar experiences. And so, I don't know. I don't know how Emma Roberts' pregnancy got me thinking about all of this, but it did. And so I'm very happy for you. And yeah, very happy I, also, I think I'm also realizing like I, you know, I would love to have kids sometimes in the next five or so years. And I just have to start taking that a little bit more seriously if I want to do it naturally. And if I want to, uh, you know, have a partner that we're doing it together, which is my ideal, of course. So just something to think about. <laughs> anyway we would typically talk about this in the Kardashian recap, but it's a huge fucking deal. Also coming off of the news that we just learned this morning about KKW Beauty, which we will talk about in the Kardashian recap. And that is Kanye um, has signed a 10 year deal, Yeezy and Gap, but Kanye of course owns hundred percent of Yeezy. And it's a clothing line called Yeezy Gap and Yeezy merch will be introduced in the first half of 2021 in its stores and online. There's a lot of Elements here. First off, I want to say that Yeezy's design studio says its plan is to make, quote, modern elevated basics for men, women, and kids at accessible price points. And the deal reportedly starts this month, and it comes with the option to renew at the five-year mark, at which uh, point Gap expects Yeezy to generate $1 billion in sales. What I think is really interesting here is that You know, Gap is a struggling company. We've known this. And it only hauled in a total of $4.6 billion globally in 2019, which I know sounds like a lot, but comparatively speaking, it's really not. And I just think, speaking on the power of manifestation, in 2015, Kanye said that he'd like to be, quote, the Steve Jobs of the Gap. And he said he dreamed of being its creative director. He also, you know, worked there as a teen. So this is just very full circle. And I know, say what you want about Kanye. I'm personally really excited for him.
1: Yeah, it seems like a it seems like a personal passion project for him more than anything else. I feel like <laughs> I feel like it makes more sense for Gap than it does for Kanye personally. Mm-hmm. I just think that Gap needs the help and the personal ties that Kanye has to Gap and how much he's spoken about Gap over the years should be a huge boost for Gap. I don't know if it makes a hundred percent for a hundred percent sense for Yeezy outside of Kanye's personal like Uh, affiliation with Gap but we'll see what happens
0: well I think the accessibility is one thing and like the price point you know and the fact that uh, obviously Gap has so many actual retail stores and I also think you know just Gap wise one of their biggest like quote struggles was being cool if you know what I mean and uh, Yeezy just adds this real element of like cool (laughs)
1: that I think that they like that's the simplest way to put it you know Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, I think it's interesting for Yeezy, which we consider to be such a high fashion brand and such like expensive streetwear to be teaming up with someone like Gap, because those two brands to me just couldn't be more different. But I think that we also forget that for Kanye, the idea of fashion isn't about being high fashion and being expensive and being at high price points. It's more of like, it's about both things. It's about A, that and B, accessibility also. And like, you know, having a hand in so many different places and so many different fields and so many different stores, whatever. So I think that this is kind of Kanye's first step into that, which she's been talking about doing for a while. So I'm so interested to see how it goes. And also the last thing I have to say, because I've been feeling a little guilty about this and you said it when we introed it, when you were like, we would normally talk about this in the Kardashian recap. Like, I feel like we're doing Kanye so dirty by being like, okay, you're just a Kardashian recap guy now. Don't you? <laughs> yes, you're it's right. Really on me. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. I get, I think
0: I was saying that we would typically do it in association with the Kim story because it's like a, such a a power couple happening, but you're right. This is Kanye's own section and it has nothing to do with the Kardashians. So we will talk about it. I
1: make, I make the outlines. You know how many times i put a Kanye only story in a Kardashian recap. It's just like, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, why do I do that? Kanye was Kanye before there were even a Kardashian.
0: No, but it's because we always end up getting into a very lengthy discussion about that is that. Like we start on Kanye and then it ends up about like the difference between Chicago and Saints pictures that Kim posted. You know what I mean? So that we see is more of a Kardashian enthusiast type conversation. But this is really just business related. So you're right. This should stand in separation. And I appreciate you bringing that to my attention.
1: <laughs> <imagine. laughs>
0: Julie, imagine us in a fight.
1: I couldn't. I, I, I literally, I literally could not. I could not. First of all, what would we fight about? Second of all, how would that fight even last? I don't know. It's the world, world. One of us would be like, I'm really upset. And we would both think, oh my God, I'm so, 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 so sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. sorry. And then, like, <laughs> like, it's just illogical.
0: I know. It's so illogical. Anyway, congratulations, Kanye. We are really excited for you. And I say that as I am unintentionally sitting in my gray gap joggers that I fucking live by. And I go to the gap all the time, by the way. I'm like a very big yeah, proponent. I don't know if
1: you
0: know that about me, but there's oh, one. I my don't. Oh yeah. My mom loved it for basics. Just, she used to love their sleepwear. I don't know. I think it, I think it's just, I think I'm there's bad. great and I'm excited. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up, but specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, Next thing we wanted to talk about was Ariana Grande. So, as you guys know, it was her 27th birthday, and we have known that she's been dating this guy, Dalton Gomez, for a while now, since they confirmed their romance in the Stuck With You music video. But she officially made it Instagram official from these pictures from her 27th birthday. It was midsummer themed. And for anybody who doesn't know, he works as a buyer for the Aaron, a buyer for the Aaron Kerman group, which is a luxury real estate company in LA. He's very similar looking to Pete Davidson,
1: he's really handsome. And I'm just I see them and I am so happy for her. Oh my god, I'm so happy for her. I think he, you know? he I think he's absolutely adorable. He seems like such a nice guy. I think she posted an Insta story that he had gotten her like framed pictures of her dogs for her birthday, which I thought was the sweetest gift.
0: Yeah, I think that this is a perfect example of, you know, he seems to be like the fame adjacent type, you know what I mean? Right. Similar to like Aaron Foster's uh, husband type of vibe where he clearly hangs out with famous people, but he's not in the scene himself. And I think for Ariana, it's just allowed her a sense of privacy over her relationship that she wouldn't normally have. And again, people are obviously going to be way more nosy just because she is who she is. But like the compar- the comparison between her with Pete versus her with someone like this You can't even compare the two. This is so much more private.
1: Oh my God, yeah. Also, I just had like a revelation of who he looks like, which has like been bothering me for a week because I couldn't figure it out. And do you want to take one? You'll never get it, ever. But I want to ask you who you think he looks like.
0: And not Pete Davidson?
1: No, it's not Pete Davidson. It's like the complete opposite of Pete Davidson, actually. Would you give me one hint? No. You'll never get it. I just want to know where your mind goes.
0: Like, literally, I have no idea because I immediately think Pete, but I'm going to be upset when you
1: say it. Who? David Archuleta.
0: Wow. I have to pull up a picture as you're saying that just to really I give myself up. I remember
1: the last time we saw David Archuleta, he was like 15. And he was a, like a baby. But there's just something about them where I was like, who does this guy look like? And now that I'm picturing David Archuleta, like mid, as you were speaking, I was like, holy fuck, that's who it is.
0: You are so
1: right. Right? Yeah, I see it. I mean,
0: I keep in mind definitely not like a doppelganger but i see what you're saying
1: wins but like that's who i that's who popped into my head when i was trying to figure out who he looked like
0: that's interesting yeah i still see more pete but i but i hear you
1: i I don't see any pete
0: i do i think it's i i don't know what it is maybe it's just in my mind i'm i'm formed like predestined to see pete you know
1: I miss them. I miss it's not that I miss them together so much. It's just I miss like the chaos of the time in our lives when Pete Davidson and and Ariana were together.
0: You miss that phase. I miss that phase too. I miss the memes that were made from that picture of she's sucking the lollipop looking at him. I miss you, Oh my god. That that was that was chaos. That was fun. That felt like we could accomplish anything.
1: It now felt like no the complete antithesis of corona.
0: I was gonna say, like, no disrespect to Dalton, but Dalton is now forever associated with this time of COVID, of like isolation and sadness. Whereas Pete was like, we were fucking thriving, you know.
1: Oh my god! I saw a TikTok last night, and this is like, it, I literally started crying from it. But somebody put up a TikTok. I was like, how are you gonna ruin my night with this? Where somebody said, like, I can't believe Mac Miller died, thinking that Ariana was gonna was gonna get married.
0: Oh, doesn't
1: that break your heart?
0: Yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah, that whole, that, there's been a lot of Mac Miller content on TikTok recently and it's just so upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I'm really happy for her and we'll see how this progresses. I mean, let me just tell you something right now. I will lose my fucking mind from an engagement if that happens. Like the way that Isabel felt about Joe and Sophie is how I will feel about Ariana. I'm just very interested in her entire life journey for whatever reason. I don't
1: think she's there again. I think after Pete, she's definitely going to take it slow with whoever she'd like with Dawn or whoever she's with next, if there is a next, but yeah, I'm so excited. I just, I'm like, there's nothing that she does that I'm not interested in or like fascinated by.
0: Yeah, I'm just interested by her as a person. I also wanted to mention, she posted on Father's Day a slideshow of pictures with her and her dad and she wrote, I'm so proud to be your daughter at Ed Butera. I don't think I'll ever really be able to articulate the depth of joy and wholeness I have felt thanks to these moments together. I'm so grateful every day. I can't wait for more adventures and I'm so incredibly proud of our journey, every part of it. Thank you for making so many trips to see me when I'm on the road, and I just need a hug. Thank you for always knowing what to say and making me laugh on Facetime. For communicating only via best in show quotes sometimes, and for being such a light in my life. Happy Father's Day.
1: I That's think. so sweet.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's been vocal in the past about her strained relationship with her dad, and even in the thank you next, you know, that one line that she ended up changing.
1: I, I was just gonna think, say, yeah, the power yeah. for mm-hmm. changing that line was insane. Yeah, I just think like.
0: You know, it just goes to show um, that relationships can be mended. Obviously not always, but uh, with communication, it seems like she really made an effort and they must have both have. And I'm just happy for her. I really am.
1: Yeah, me too, definitely.
0: Also, quickly want to mention this before we get into TikTok, which is Francesca and Harry from Too Hot to Handle. If you don't give a shit about this, I will swear to God it will be one minute. They broke up. I watched her entire video, which was a total of like five minutes. I watched a little bit of his seems like it was a lot more his fault. She seems to be really taking the mature route. And, uh, you know, can't say I'm shocked. I mean, the, it seemed to be like a very quick engagement, but you know something? They both seem to be happy and thriving. And Harry was at the hype house. Francesca's doing her thing with her fashion line. Let them both thrive in peace. You know,
1: I like Harry at the hype house. I love that. Like, I love that. Like post breakup, like maintain your famous to go to the hype house. Oh yeah. It's unbelievable. Actually. It's so crazy.
0: This is this is a pretty seamless transition, actually, into a little TikTok something we wanted to do. I'll try to keep this to five minutes, but there's just a lot to discuss, and I feel like we need to get into it. So, let me start by saying I know last week we spoke about the fact that Addison Ray, for anybody who doesn't know, she's a 19 year old TikTok who has gone absolutely viral, was hanging out a lot with Courtney, with Mason, etc. Well, in the past week since last Monday's podcast, that has really just skyrocketed, and Courtney made it official, made it Instagram official by posting a selfie on her grid of her and Addison. And when I tell you, I gasped when I saw that. Did you not?
1: gasped yes, I think everyone did.
0: Yeah, like I have so many things that I want to say here. And I, the, the number one is just like, I'm really happy for Addison because she's doing the damn thing and like let her thrive and, and do it. But the the question we were constantly getting in our DMs is like, do you guys not think this is weird? Addison's 19, Courtney is, you know, what, forty. 40, 41, like yeah. what, what's, what's the deal here? What is this friendship? Des- and and my initial response was like, we can clearly say neither of them are doing it for clout in the sense of like Addison is arguably the second most famous person on TikTok right now. Kourtney Kardashian is Kourtney Kardashian. They don't need the fame. I think I, I was thinking a lot about this. And I think one I of like the things really? about, like I, yeah, I have a lot to say, the, the first thing that I want to start and then I want to hear what you have to say is like, We have seen historically that Courtney surrounds herself with younger people. If you know, like her closest friends are Kendall's friends, that's Fi, that's Harry Hudson, et cetera. So this is nothing new in terms of the fact that I think she really clings onto her youth. And I don't mean that negatively. I think she just enjoys being around younger people. And there's probably the added element of the fact that like among Mason's friends, Addison is this goddess. And I think she probably feels like it's cool for her kids. And I think she's having fun. I don't know. What do you think?
1: I agree about Courtney. I think there's two sides to it. First of all, I think that in terms of Courtney hanging out with Addison, who's clearly much younger than her, and like on at first glance, I think it is like people would be like a little bit like confused by it and like a little weirded out by the not weirded out by the age difference, but you know what I mean? Where it's like Courtney, why don't you have friends your own age type of thing? But I think you're right with Courtney in the sense that she does like to hang out with people who are younger than her. I think that it's you're 100% spot on about her like closest friends being Kendall's friends but I also think that if you look at Addison whose mom is the same age as Courtney and Addison and her mom have a very like friendship-like relationship I don't think that it's that weird for her to have friends similar age to her mom that she can have a similar relationship with
0: no I agree people I honestly don't find it weird people think it's weird and people think it's weird on Courtney's end but like The way that I kind of feel about this stuff, if there's anything we've seen from Hollywood, it's the fact that, like, there's a certain level of fame where age almost doesn't matter. And I do not mean that. I reckon, I'm not saying obviously when it comes to sexual things, of course. I'm talking with friendships. Like, we see a lot of friendships that you wouldn't necessarily put those two people together, but there's this, like, inherent safety that comes from when you reach a certain point of fame. I feel like people feel that way.
1: Yeah. I think movies get blurred. Like, I think the thing with the industry is that you kind of latch on to whoever you can connect to and whoever you think will like be there to keep you safe in the industry, especially as a very young person. And I think that Addison probably found that in Courtney, and I think it's probably very comforting for her. But I also – but you're not wrong about – by the way, you're not wrong about the whole idea of relationships in Hollywood being huge age differences. But I actually think it's interesting that when you take somebody – and speaking of sexual relationships, I mean, like when you take somebody like Leonardo DiCaprio, it's not weird to most people that he's dating someone 20 years younger. But it's weird to us that Courtney has a friend who's 20 years younger. That's a, right. That's a that perfect, perfect
0: example, Julie. Before I respond to you, my my in addition to your point is the fact that like. The only, it is weird, quote, to the public when the woman is the older one in, in a heterosexual relationship. Like if we're talking, if the roles were reversed with Leo and Cami, you know what I'm saying? So why are we so okay, we collectively, we okay with Leonardo DiCaprio and Camilla Marone, but weird when it's a woman versus man in that regard or when it's a friendship?
1: It's actually interesting now that I'm thinking about it also because I'm thinking about it just in terms of female relationships. You're not wrong because it's not weird like perceptively when it's a guy and a girl and the guy's older. But even looking at Courtney and Addison, which is obviously like a platonic friendship, it's a little bit weird to us, like perceptively. And then when you the woman's older and the guy's younger, it, perceptively it's weird. But then you also take a relationship that's a woman woman relationship like Sarah Paulson and Holland Taylor, and people find that weird. So that's a really interesting point.
0: Yes, because we are in this like highly patriarchal society that – just favors men in so many fucking ways, even with things as, as silly as
1: platonic friendships, you know, or relationships. I don't know. It's like, but even, yeah. I it, even I find a lot of people just like, like, I think that Holland Taylor and Sarah Paulson is the perfect point to this. Cause they're in a relationship. If Holland Taylor was a guy, same age and Sarah Paulson, same age, no one would find that weird.
0: Nobody would blink an eye. People, people, for a second, when David, David Foster and Catherine McPhee like, thought about it, and then we're like, eh, like it's just there's this there's this societal pass that wealthy older men get, and it's really fucked up. And by fucked up, I don't mean like if if that age difference makes them happy, that's fine. I'm saying it's fucked up that that isn't then equaled when it comes to the woman being older or a gay relationship or whatever the difference is. You know?
1: Yeah, it's it's. It's interesting to think about. I never really thought about it until we were just talking about that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that just got way off topic, but what I the other thing that I want to mention is like, you know, I think listen, any of the Kardashians coming on TikTok, they're they're going to do well. Like, yes, we've discussed that there's like this uh, thing that exists within TikTok where celebrities typically aren't welcome. And I'm sure they'd be met with a little bit of criticism initially, but realistically, if Kim wants to build a brand on TikTok, she can build it. That being said, I think Courtney's smart for like starting this early. You know what I mean? Kind of starting to get into it before the rest of them have and like really getting herself in with this crew. Again, she doesn't need them, but I just think it's a fun element in a way, if that makes sense to you.
1: Well, you also have to remember that TikTok set, tends to be more favorable to people that were already, to celebrities that were already big on TikTok. So like, Kort, I told you, Kourtney Kardashian, if she wants to find her place, her place is TikTok. Kourtney is the Kardashian on TikTok. And I think that she's starting to recognize that like, that's the platform where out of all of her sisters, she's the one that gets to thrive. Mm -hmm. So I think it makes perfect sense for her to be on TikTok. And I think it makes perfect sense for her to have these relationships with TikTok people, because even when she does videos with Addison, they're usually Kardashian audios that they do together. And I'm not saying that that's their common ground. That's the only reason they're hanging out. But I just think that Courtney is really smart for being able to take advantage of that. And I think there's a part of her that kind of feels like maybe she needs Addison in order to do that.
0: Yeah, it makes it normalizes it a little bit. It brings her in. I don't know. I think she's just having fun navigating this. And I don't think, I don't think there's anything. I honestly don't think it's weird. Like I, I really don't. I think that it's fun. I like watching it. Maybe I'm just, maybe it's just me being excited for Addison. Like she fucking did the damn thing, you know, a yeah. month ago. It's so a month ago for her. Yeah. It's exciting for her. So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash cbc for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash cbc to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash cbc. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. I also wanted to give a brief TikTok update. Again, feel free to fast forward if you don't give a shit, but I know a lot of you do because this happens in our DMs on the whole Sway House situation. So I've been done a little bit more digging. I watched a couple of YouTube videos. And so as we know, Jaden Hosler and Josh moved out of the Sway House and they are living together. Recently, since last week's podcast, Anthony also moved out and he's living with them. So that's current sway house as it exists is Bryce, Blake, and Keo. Now, and Griffin Johnson. Now, Noah Beck, who's from Arizona, he's this 19-year-old soccer player, played University of Portland from Arizona. TikTok has kind of gone crazy over him. He's this really, you know, good-looking kid. And he was hanging out at the Sway House. Sorry, I also missed Quentin. He's another member. He's so Noah's been hanging out at the Sway House. And you know, People were kind of more, like curious, what's the deal, what's the deal? And I think he is joining. So that's just something to look out for. Bryce uploaded a vlog where he went to Jaden and Josh's new house. They were kind of fucking around. I don't know. Why do I care? I don't know, but I do. And so I will keep you guys updated if anybody is more interested. Um, also, interesting to note, Josh and Nessa broke up as did Mads and Jaden and Mads and Nessa looks like are living together now, which is just also interesting. And for anybody who is curious, I know I'm going really deep right now. And a lot of you don't care. Nessa uploaded a video in the studio with her, Noah and Maddie. And a lot of people were commenting like ship for her and Noah. And in Josh's YouTube video, Josh, for anybody following is Nessa's ex-boyfriend said that Noah reached out to him personally. and was like, dude, we're just friends. Like, I'm not making a move on. I know it's obviously your ex girlfriend, and he was, Josh was like, Noah's totally fine. Nessa can do what she wants. Noah's a good guy. Like, no one come for them. So I wanted to just make that clarification.
1: God, you're deep in. I am too. Nope. God, you're deep in. I never cross over to watching their YouTube videos. I'm really deep. <laughs> you're really deep in. Because you get like, <laughs> this is just so you, it's not even funny. Like, I will oh, ask God. you to watch something, you don't have the attention span for it, you can't sit down and watch it. like if it's something like tiktok you will spend hours doing research and like for what
0: (laughs) i don't know i just i want to know all the key players also are have you been following um tati the real underscore tati's journey with dylan it's the only thing i care about it's the only thing it's like it's all i can do so this is very important and it's like it's i feel strongly that everybody follow this because no matter what tiktok you're on you will enjoy this there is this woman. Her name is. Um, her handle is the real Tati. The real underscore Tati, and basically, she started to become viral on TikTok because she was capitalizing on these boys, primarily these like, like just teenage white boys doing these povs, like, baby, come here. Why not? And she was playing the female role of it, but hilariously, she would do them all from her bathroom, and she was kind of like like fangirling kind of over this Guy Dylan and
1: now there's this whole TikTok uh like plan to get them to meet up. I I I it's the I'm so invested in that. There's like a couple of TikToks that like I've like obviously my heart belongs with hype and sway, like I'm always there. But I don't know, I I I'm so into the Tati thing. There's a, there's a couple of ones that pop. First of all, the for you page algorithm makes no sense. I used to think I knew what was up, but I get the most random shit on my for you page that I did not ask for.
0: Oh my god, I am really there are a lot of a lot of like dark depths of TikTok that you can't, you can't believe this stuff is real. You just can't believe these people are real. These things are real. What are like I, I it's just um it's mind-blowing actually like,
1: I texted you the other day that I was on and not by me it just came up on my for you page multiple videos of cemetery tiktok
0: yeah Julie texted me she was like I can't believe it I made it to cemetery tiktok
1: like I didn't ask to be here why like and, and I'm not kidding like it's literally just video after video again didn't seek it out didn't want it just came on my for you page of like people like showing off their favorite head. It's just so bizarre. And it's like, it just doesn't make any sense. Also the best person on TikTok by far is Gray and Mama. And there's no comparison to any other person on the app.
0: Did you see, so for anybody who doesn't know, Gray and Mama is basically this adorable little toddler and his mom posts these videos of him being so excited about the littlest things, whether it's his food or just anything. And did you see Julie this morning? E! News posted it. And I was like,
1: bitch, we've fucking known about this for so long. Everyone knows Gray Mama. Like, first of all, come on. Like, second of all, oh, my God, I don't think there's a cuter person in the entire world. When he says thank you, Auntie, I literally, I don't even know. I like, I'm like, every second on this app is worth it just to be able to see Gray say thank you, Auntie, or thank you, Mama.
0: I totally agree. And the other thing that I want to say about TikTok, and I promise you we will move on, I just, I, I'm having a really hard time stopping. This is, by the way, Julie, can, we just, do the, what happens. can we just do the other Patreon episode all on TikTok? For, like, I know we have to record one today or tomorrow, please. Yes. I have too much yes. to say. Okay. So the one other thing that I want to say that I've noticed is I think that TikTok has become a really, and while I recognize it can be very damaging mental health wise because you're just seeing this like, you know, these, uh, Honestly, toxic beauty standards constantly in your face. I do think the other side of that is like people are very vulnerable and very open on TikTok. And there's been a lot of um, mental health like groups that I've seen form and just spreading a lot of mental health awareness. And I think there's one in particular. So, DID, which is Associative Identity Disorder. And there's this one woman who I'll find her her handle, but she basically posts about her different altars and her different personalities. And she's very openly talks about the condition. And I've just seen this like outpouring of people that have never felt understood before and are finding this community. And I literally like, I'm I'm totally an onlooker, but I just watch and I read the comments because I, I feel so excited that, that there's this like community element that's being formed, you know?
1: You know who the best example of that is? Who? Mia Khalifa.
0: Oh my god. I'm so upset with us that we didn't do a whole section on this.
1: I know. Guys,
0: there's so much there. Basically, TikTok is trying to start an entire petition to get Mia Khalifa's videos removed um from porn sites because she it, people like think think Mia Khalifa. And by the way, I want to include myself in this pre-TikTok. I did not know anything about her history and I thought I heard the name Mia Khalifa and I thought like porn star that was my initial association because I've Everyone seen does.
1: but she also like, the it. association isn't just porn star it's like the the most I think Mia Khalifa is by far the most well-known porn star
0: that's what i'm saying like i initially would think that and i and, and to be honest with you i didn't i i followed her but i didn't know too much about it and i'm learning now and i don't have all the facts up so i don't want to misspeak so, and so we'll do we can do some more in depth next time but basically like she that time that she did porn was such a small time in her life. She made barely any money from it, even though she brought in so many views. And she's like, it forever, you know, it affected all of my relationships. It affected my job. It affected my public perception. It da, da, da. She listed all the lists and she was like, and I basically stuck. I have no control. I have no rights to these videos. I'm like, all I want is for this to not exist. And it does. And uh, the exploitation is just on a massive scale. And I love the way that the, the female you know, community behind it on TikTok is banding behind her.
1: Yeah. And she's posted a lot of videos about it too, because I think the one that kind of sparked it was that she posted one. It was like that moment when you disassociate and remember like that you're only judged for the worst three moments of your life or something, three, three months of your life. And I think everyone's initial reaction was like three months. That's all it was. Like we have heard the name Mia Khalifa probably. <laughs> I think Mia Khalifa's name has come up almost every day in some capacity since we were in middle school. Like, yeah, everyone, you could literally never watch porn in your whole life, but you would still know Mia Khalifa's name. And for the realization that A, it was only three months and B, that like it wasn't, she felt manipulated into it, I think was a huge shock for people. And I think she's never, ever felt supported for before. And she's posted all these videos being like, I was so nervous to join TikTok. I can't believe I joined this app. And it's like the one place where people have been supporting me. It's so overwhelming. It's so, and it's... So amazing to watch her get all the support.
0: No, it's like fucking amazing. Like I, I actually was thinking I shouldn't say this on on air because I don't want someone to do it before us. I was thinking we should get her on the podcast. I'm down. No, like I really, I think that this is a story that needs to be shared more. Okay. And also, I feel like I feel like, and the reason I'm passionate about it. Sorry again, that's the charger, but we're keeping it I in because
1: chargers charge your phone before.
0: It's <laughs> not my phone. It's my computer. It just falls out completely unprovoked out of the charger every single time. It's like, I don't know what the deal is, but... We're recording from home. that what happens. No, but the, what I want to say about me—I promise—I will end this. Is that like I think a, a, another reason that I feel passionate about it is because it's not like I just heard about the story. Like I have watched her videos. I knew like I I had made references to her so much in my own life, and like I was totally guilty of not knowing all of the facts. And and now that I'm learning, I'm like empowered to want to help her make that change. Like I think about every nude I've taken and, and like sent to you and been like, oh my god, Mia Khalifa's shaking right now. Like pre-knowing yeah. all. Like, I'll never make a comment like that again because her association is not with porn. That's not what she wants. And I'm all for her. So like, let's help her in whatever way we can.
1: I so agree.
0: Yes. Okay. We are moving on to the Kardashian recap. There's no award ceremony again this week just because, you know, the comments haven't been that fun and that's okay. We, we're we glad that the issues are have, you know, been focused a little bit more on everything that is happening in the world and we want to keep it that way. So... If there's one that really deserved it, we would give it. But I personally don't feel like there was anything that deserving. Did you?
1: No, I didn't. No.
0: I loved the little make me from Chris Cuomo, but we'd given it to him two weeks ago. And I think that was more just like my fantasies kind of swirling, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, Kardashian recap. There's a lot to get into. You
1: ready, Jewel? I I literally could not be more ready.
0: Okay, well, first off, it was Khloe Kardashian's 36th birthday yesterday and a lot, a lot happening here. I would say the number one thing that I want to just talk about, I know we'll talk about Tristan, I know we'll talk about it all, is Rob. Khloe's birthday brings Rob back with fucking vengeance, no? I I, I couldn't believe that. I could not believe what I was seeing. You guys, Rob Kardashian has not so freely posted either pictures of him have not been posted and he has not been the one posting it or his account has not been the one posting it for so long and here he is and like it was just great to see him
1: think about it this way kim kardashian has gotten married and had four kids in the time that it's taken rob to like fully come back to social media
0: yeah it's not you know that's a that is a big deal
1: for him really is and he looked so like Yes, he looked good, but like more than that, he looked happy and comfortable, which I thought was amazing to see. I also
0: think just having been someone that, you know, has, uh, I don't know if I want to say struggled with body image, but like thought a lot about my own body image. I think pictures are something that is like, can be really, really triggering because you always, especially people that have like body dysmorphia or just like when you're feeling not so good about yourself, seeing a picture can be really hard. And so to me, I always associate pictures with like a lot of power. Like it takes a lot to be willing to be in the picture, to be able to take it, to post it. And like, to me, it speaks volumes, the fact that he is doing this, like in terms of where he is with himself. And again, I could just be projecting, but I'm like, I felt that way, you know?
1: No, I think so too. And I think that, Listen, I don't think we've had a front row seat to his journey. I think that a lot of it he's kept very hidden, but we do know a decent amount about the way he's felt and we've had somewhat of a window into it. And I think that pictures are 100% something for him that is either triggering or something he's avoided in the past. So I think to see him freely post is exactly what you're talking about. And it's a big deal.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a really big deal. And I'm really, really happy for him. And also, I mean, Chloe, I'm a little confused by the birthday thing because it looked like there were two separate situations,
1: right? I wasn't sure. Like, I don't know.
0: Because there was the ones where Kylie was posting in sweatpants and then Chloe was posting in the, in that sparkly outfit. So I don't know exactly what the deal was, but I know typically we are the first ones to be like Chloe in platinum, Chloe in platinum. She looked great with that brunette. Yes, she did. She did, right? She
1: looks very good. I agree.
0: Yeah. I loved it. I, I will never understand that, you know, the 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 hair situation there like how what is a wig what's extensions what how they are constantly changing but I am just like whatever she was doing in that moment I loved I don't know if that was permanent if it was a wig but it looked great I so agree
1: I so agree it looks fabulous
0: I wanted to read Tristan's post. So Tristan posted a picture of him, True, and Chloe, and he wrote, I'm wise enough now to know you came into my life to show me just what it means to be an incredible person. I appreciate how I'm able to learn and grow because of you. I thank God for the beautiful and loving woman you are to everyone, especially our daughter, True. You deserve the world, Coco. True and I love you, Mama. Happy birthday.
1: It was sweet. I'm not going to say it wasn't
0: sweet. This is what I want to say. And I feel like, please hold me to this, okay? Yes. I'm not going to say, going forward, unless something else happens that just shows his character in the truest light, I'm not going to get devote any more of my attention to, like, any more of my energy just speaking negatively about Tristan, because, like, I'm over it. I'll never agree with it, but you know something? We don't have to. Like, I know we say this a lot. It's her life. It's her life. Like, really? It's fucking her life. I kind of am at this point where I think they're back together, or at least I think they're on the verge of getting back together. And you know something? Like, I'm not wasting any more time talking about how manipulative he is, because I'm over it. Like, what is that solving? Nope. You know? Right. Like, fuck it. <laughs> do it. If that's what makes you happy, do it. I, I, and, and it was a sweet post, yes. But like a sweet caption, comparatively
1: speaking, does nothing to me.
0: But hey.
1: I like don't even know how to talk about the situation anymore. Like I, I, don't, don't, I don't even know what to say because I feel like if I'm like 100% supportive of them, then it's like, okay, but you can't be. And then on the reverse, it's like, we're beating a dead horse. Like, we know what he's like. But the other thing with the manipulation is like, yeah, he's manipulative. And if they're back together, are they back together? Or did his manipulation just work?
0: I don't know. See, that's the question. That's what's hard about not having, keeping up or not having any insight. It's like, I'm dying to know how this happened, you know? Same. Yeah, that's what I'm curious about. I also wanted to talk about the Wyoming trip that they were all on. And Courtney was posting a lot of pictures. They were all, but... I think it was Not Skinny but Not Fat was the account that posted it, I think, of that picture of Kim and Kanye when Kim's in that like chocolate brown leather outfit. And, and I think it was her that wrote like, can she just tell us if this was for a photo shoot or something just so we know like this is not how, like are we expected to think this is just like how they go to dinner, like how she walks around the house? And like,
1: I don't know, Julie. Do you think that she just like walks around the ranch like that? Um, I think that... <laughs> I think that when it comes to Kim, she goes one of two ways. It's either she's, that's how she's dressing. That's how she's walking around the house or she's in her sweatpant look. So to me, I, I don't know if that's how she walks around the house, but it's not like him is somebody that always dresses like that to the point where it's like, okay, it's just unrealistic for you to look like that all the time and dress like that and clearly be like in clothes that to me, like make me cringe because I would be so uncomfortable, like physically uncomfortable in them. Because she also like wears sweatpants out of the house as if it's a, like a regular outfit. So who knows with her? Yeah, it's just, it's, no, it
0: makes total sense. It's just a fascinating thing to think about because I, like I have quite literally never related to something less. Like the thought of even putting on jeans is just like mind blowing to me. So I couldn't imagine um, having to either get my makeup done or wear real clothes like that when I'm not going anywhere. You know, like for the sake of dressing up for the sake of a photo, which I know a lot of people do and no shade. I'm just saying for myself, it's my worst nightmare. It's hard to wrap my head around.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think when you're him though, it's like much different to dress up for a photo in Wyoming with your husband, who's Kanye West versus like someone our age, who's just dressing up to post that like, they're not miserable during Corona, even though everyone knows that they are.
0: Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying it's like another, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I can't even put myself in those shoes because it's so not my life. Um, Right. Like I mean, it's she- hard
1: to relate to Kim dressing in like a leather cowgirl some type outfit with her husband Kanye West and their like giant multi million dollar Wyoming ranch that they own that's like basically the size of Wyoming. Like it's just hard to put yourself in those shoes sometimes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. There are some situations that are just like you know what, that's 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 okay. You do that, and I'm so happy for you. But I can't even attempt to imagine. You know exactly. Yes. Um, also, because I want to end with Courtney and Scott, so the last thing that I want to say on Kim is this is via Hollywood Unlocked. We woke up to this news this morning. I'm reading. According to a Monday report by the Financial Times, Kim Kardashian West just snagged a big deal for her beauty brand. Earlier this month, global beauty company Cody disclosed that it was in talks with Kim over a potential collaboration for the beauty line. It's now being reported that Cody Inc. has agreed to actually buy a 20% stake in the reality TV star's makeup brand KKW for $200 million. The deal now values West Cosmetic Company at $1 billion. And Basically, Cody said Monday that it expects the acquisition to be complete in the third quarter and that all of the products will be sold through luxury beauty retailers as well as online. The partnership comes just a few months after Cody locked in a $600 million deal with Kim Kardashian's little sister, Kylie Jenner. While speaking with TMZ, Kim said, quote, this relationship will allow me to focus on the creative elements that I'm so passionate about while benefiting from the incredible resources of Cody and launching my products around the world. You know, Julie, obviously good for her, but also I was... The first one to say Skims was going to make her a billionaire. I didn't think it was going to be KKW Beauty first.
1: Well, I mean, I, this doesn't make her a billionaire, quote unquote. Just KKW would be worth that much. Skims could exactly. be the thing that like pushes her over the edge.
0: Yeah. No, but I guess I'm saying I, I had valued Skims as a, as a billion dollar company before KKW Beauty, but I think that was just my own like bias.
1: Well, also KKW Beauty has been around for so much longer.
0: Yeah. No, I know.
1: Skims is still still relatively new. So I think it's projections are probably headed in that direction. But I think it just has to be, I mean, listen, Skims is doing, I think, better than anyone expected. I think even better than Kim expected. So I would be shocked if it didn't end up there or wasn't the thing that like, I still think it's going to be the thing that she's known for in, in terms of merchandising and beauty and fashion. I think that Skims is going to be like the most closely, closely associated thing to her name. I think that, Beauty is still associated with Kylie, even though KKW Beauty is so profitable and so big, and clearly such a great company. I just think that when you think beauty, you think Kylie. When you think like Solution Wear, Shapewear, anything like that, like it's not just like it's like Skims is the first thing that comes to mind. And like when mm-hmm. you think of Kim's, I think Skims is now the first thing that comes to mind, or one of the first things.
0: Yeah, I don't know if everybody agrees with that, but I I do. I really for sure do. She just feels, I don't know, I, I just, this is a big week for the West family. I mean, imagine in one week, this gap, Yeezy situation, KKW and Cody, like that is a, a great deal, a great week to be a West, no? That's
1: what happens when you're Kim and Kanye.
0: It's pretty fucking remarkable.
1: It really is. I agree. I know, you know, I mean, I'm sure if
0: you're listening to this section, you like him. But even if you don't, even if you're, you hate listen, like you got to give it to her. Come on. You, it's a big fucking deal. It is yeah. a big fucking deal. And Absolutely. really, especially especially for someone who started her career being so made fun of and such a laughing, laughing stock and so invalidated and, and just judged by her previous actions so harshly. Like I think this is a big moment for Kim. And if I had her address, I would call up Jeff Letham, but I don't. But <laughs> I'm thrilled for her. So, you know, congratulations. Um, Let's just end, if you would, with a little Courtney and Scott situation. I'm more than happy to. How are you
1: feeling? What are you thinking? Anything changed from last week? Um, No, nothing's changed. Did we talk about the flannel on last week's episode? I don't think we did. Did we? I don't think so. No, I think we should talk about it now.
0: Yeah, I mean, basically... uh, Courtney posted a picture of herself in Wyoming in this oversized flannel and Scott comments cute shirt. We posted that with the slide two of her wearing a flannel, which, you know, the sluice of the internet found out was also his. So I don't know if he was saying that that shirt was also his. I don't know what the deal was. I'm going to imagine that it was and that she's wrapped in Scott to six oversized shirt. And that's just a symbol of their, you know, bond. What do you think?
1: Well, I think. I think that comment, I don't know whether it was his shirt or not, but I think that comment was definitely trolling us because of the other shirt, which was definitely his, by the way. Um, the other shirt where she's wearing the flannel is when she's holding that baby lamb and people like did pictures of the of Scott in that flannel and like matched it up so exactly down to like the buttons being the same. Um, does that mean they're back together? No, it doesn't. But do I think we're still headed in that direction? Yeah, I kind of do.
0: You do. You're on the train.
1: I, I, I didn't think I would end up here, but I think, and, and honestly, em, if we weren't watching Kardashians from season one, I don't know if I would be there. But <laughs> I, I, just, I have a life. I
0: don't know what just got into me. Like I literally do not know what you want, to know what I just wanted to say. What?
1: Like, <laughs> why? Welcome, welcome aboard, baby. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um to be aboard i think i'm not fully aboard like i don't i'm not like the captain of the ship like you are but like
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's how i feel i feel feel, wait are we on a ship or a train
1: i don't know i think a board is a i guess it's either i thought a ship oh i was
0: thinking a train but now that we're saying it i think it's a ship because like you know people say shipping that yeah Yeah,
1: also like i don't know
0: ship no, I know, I know, but I was just thinking to go on the play with words. I don't know. I'm yeah, feeling it guys. You're
1: know, you the captain of a ship. Like we're c ca- like, you're a captain. I'm the captain now. Okay. Well, I'm not the That's captain. Fine. You're still the captain. I'm just like I, I just like don't know how I feel about the whole thing and I think it's very confusing for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: you don't you don't typically have like change of hearts this rapidly, you know? I don't
1: typically have change of hearts at all. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know. This is just. I'm just. I don't know. I'm feeling it, as you guys know. For all of you that are constantly sending us emails and DMs, either disagreeing with me or encouraging me, um, I appreciate your feedback. I'm personally. This is my journey, and I'm on it. And I'm. If I'm proven wrong, I'm proven wrong. But this is just how I feel.
1: Yeah. So that's. I'm just excited to watch this play out. I think that this is not. I think that no matter what, we're we're in for a little bit of a ride with them now.
0: We're in for a ride. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely see what happens. I also, last thing that I wanted to say is that we got two or three really, really nice emails that I am going to respond to. There's just been so many, um, but there's like two or three remaining that I haven't. And I saw them if you're the people that sent them and they were beautiful and I will get back to you. That was a lot. We covered a lot of ground there.
1: A lot of ground. A lot of ground for an episode.
0: (laughs) It was. Okay. We love you guys so much. We will see you on Thursday for our season one, episode eight, aka the finale, Kardashian recap. And again, if you enjoy our content, it would mean the world to us if you would write a review. A nice one. If you have something you want us to change, send an email, please. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) that's all. love you guys. We will see you on Thursday.